Chapter 49 Stories of 1. Hari Kanoba 2. Somadev Swami 3. Nanasaheb Chandorka When even the Vedas and the Puranas cannot sufficiently praise, describe Brahma or Sadguru, then how can we, ignorant, describe our Sadguru? Sri Sai Baba We think that it is better for us to keep quiet on this matter. In reality, in reality, the observance of the vow of silence is the best way of praising the Sadguru. But the divine qualities of Sai Baba make us forget our vow of silence and inspire us to open our mouth. Tastefully, tasteful dishes lose their taste if there is no company of friends and relatives to partake the dishes with us. But when they join us, the dishes acquire additional flavour. The same is the case with, the, with, with Sai Lila Amrit, a nectar in the form of Sai Lila's this nectar we cannot partake alone. Friends and brothers have to join us. The more the better. It is Sai Baba himself who inspires these stories and gets them written as he desires. Our duty is to surrender completely to him and meditate on him. Practicing penance is better than pilgrimage, wow, vow, sacrifice and charity. Worshipping Hari, Lord, is better than penance and meditation on the Sadguru is the best of all. We have, therefore, to chant Sai's name Think over his sayings in our mind, meditate on his form, feel true love for him in our heart, and do all our actions for his sake. There is no better means than this for snapping the bondage of this sansar. If we can do our duty on our on our part, as stated above, Sai is bound to help and liberate us. Now we revert to the stories of this chapter. Hari Kanoba. A gentleman of Mumbai named Hari Kanoba heard from his friends and relatives many leelas of Baba. He did not believe in them, and as he had a doubting mind, he wanted to see Baba himself. So he came to Shirdi with some Mumbai friends. He wore a lace-bordered turban on his head and wore a pair of new sandals on his feet. On seeing Baba from a distance, he thought of going to him and prostrating himself before him. He did not know what to do about his new sandals. After going to some corner in the open courtyard, he placed them there and went to the masjid and had Baba's darshan. He made a reverential bow to Baba, took Udi and Prasad from Baba and returned when he reached the corner. He found to his utter dismay that the sandals had disappeared. He searched for them in vain and returned to the, his lodging very much dejected. He bathed, offered worship and navidya and sat down for meals, but all the while he was thinking about nothing but his sandals. After finishing his meals, he came out to wash his hands. When he saw Amaratha boy coming towards him, he had held in, he had held in his hand a stick, and at the, at the end of the stick, which was hanging a pair of new sandals, he said to the man, he said to the men who had come out to wash their hands, that Baba sent him with the stick in his hand and asked him to go on the streets crying, Hari ke beta, jari ke ka feta and that if anybody claims these sandals, first assure yourself that his name is Hari and that he is the son of Ka, uh, Kanoba, and that he wears a lace-bordered turban, and then give, him, uh, give them over to him. On hearing this, Hari Kanoba was pleasantly surprised. He went ahead to the boy and claimed the sandals as his own. He said, that the he said to the boy that his name was Hari and that he was the son of Ka, Kanoba, and showed him his lace-bordered tur turban. The boy was satisfied and returned the sandals to him. Harikanova wondered in his mind that the lace-bordered turban was visible to all and Baba might have seen it, but how could he know that his name was Hari and that he was the son of Kanoba and as his was this, as this was his first trip to Shirdi. He came there with the sole object of testing Baba and with no other motive. 
He came to know by this incident that Baba was a great Satpurush. He got what he wanted and returned home well pleased. Somadev Swami, now hear a story of another man who came to try Baba. Bhaiji, Bhaiji brother of Kakasaheb Dixit, was staying in Nagpur when he had gone to the Himalayas in 1906. He made an acquaintance with the Somadev Swami of Haridwar at Uttakashi, down in the Gangotri Valley. Both took down each other's names and in their diaries. Five years afterwards, later, five years later, Swami came to Nagpur and was Bahiji's guest. There he was pleased to hear the leelas of Baba and a strong desire arose in his mind to go to Shirdi and see him. He got a letter of introduction from Bahiji and left for Shirdi. After passing Manmar and Kopagaon, he took a tonga and drove to Shirdi. As he came near Shirdi, he saw two flags floating high over the masjid in Shirdi. Generally, we find different behavior, different mode of living and different outward paraphernalia with different saints. But these outward signs should never be our standards to judge the worth of a saint. But the Somadev Swami, but with Somadev Swami, it was different. As soon as he saw the flags flying, he thought, why should a saint take a liking for the flags? Does this denote sainthood? It implies the saint's hankering after fame. Thinking thus, he wished to cancel his surety trip and said to his fellow travellers that he would go back. They said to him, then why did you come so long? If your mind became restless by the mere sight of the flags, how much more agitated would you be on seeing the rat, the palakun, and the horse and other paraphernalia in surety? Then the Swami got more confounded and said, not such a sadhu with horse not a such sadhus with horses, palanquins and tom-toms have I seen, and it is better for me to return than visit such sadhus. After saying this, he started to return. The fellow travellers pressed him not to do so, but proceed. They asked him to stop his inconsistent way of thinking and told him that the sadhu, namely Baba, did not care a bit for the flags and the other paraphernalia. It was the people, his devotees, that kept up all this paraphernalia out of love and devotion to him. Finally, he was persuaded to continue his journey, go to Shirdi and see Baba. When he went and saw Baba from the courtyard, he melted inside, his eyes were full of tears and his throat was choked. All his evil and crooked thoughts vanished. He remembered his gurus saying that this, that he remembered his gurus saying that this is our abode and place of rest where the mind is most pleased and settled. He wished to roll himself in the dust of Baba's feet and when he approached Baba, the latter got wild and cried out, let all our humbug be with us. You go back to your home. Beware. If you come back to the masjid again, why take the darshan of one who flies flags over his masjid? Is this a sign of sainthood? Remain here not for a moment. The Swami was taken aback by surprise. He realized that Baba read his heart and spoke it out. How omniscient he was. He knew that he was at least intelligent and that Baba was a noble and pure. He saw Baba embracing somebody, touching somebody with his hand, comforting others, staring kindly at some, laughing at others, giving Udi Prasad to some, and thus ple pleasing and satisfying all. Why should he alone be dealt so harshly? After thinking seriously, he came to realize that Baba's conduct responded exactly to his inner thought, and that he should take a lesson from this and improve, and that Baba's wrath was a blessing in disguise. It is needless to say that later on his faith in Baba was confirmed and he became a staunch devotee of Baba. Nana Saheb Chandorka Hamadpan concludes the chapter with the story of Nana Saheb Chandorka. When Nana Saheb, Chand when Nana Saheb was once sitting in the masjid, 
with Mahal Sapati and others. A Mohammedan gentleman from Bijapur came with his family to see Baba. On seeing the vowed ladies with him, Nana Saheb wanted to go away, but Baba prevented him from doing so. The ladies came and took the darshan of Baba. When one of the ladies removed her veil in saluting Baba's feet, Nana Saheb, who was, got a glimpse of her face, was so much smitten with her beauty that he wished to see her face again. By knowing Nana's restlessness of mind, Baba spoke to him after the lady left, in, uh, left the place. Nana, why are you getting agitated in vain? Let the senses do their allotted work or duty. Why should we should not meddle in their work? God has created this beautiful world and it is our duty to appreciate its beauty. The mind will get steady and calm slowly. When the front door was open, why go by the back one? When the heart is pure, there is no difficulty whatsoever. Why should one be afraid of anyone? There is, there, if there be no evil in thought in us, the eyes may do their, their work. Why should you feel shy and tottering? Sharma was there and he could not follow the meaning of what Baba said. So he asked Nana about, about this on their way home. Nana, Nana told him about the restlessness at the sight of the beautiful lady. How Baba knew, this, knew it and advised him about it. Nana explained Baba's meaning as follows. That our mind is fickle by nature. It should not be allowed to get wild. The senses may get restless. The body, however, should be held in check and not allowed to be impatient. Senses run after objects of desire, but we should not follow them and crave for them. By slow and gradual practice, restlessness of the mind by slow and gradual practice, restlessness can be conquered. We should not be swayed by the senses, though they cannot be completely controlled. We should curb them rightly and properly according to the need of the occasion. Beauty is a subject of sight. We may fearlessly look at the beauty of objects. There is no room for shyness or fear, only we should never entertain evil thoughts. Making the mind desireless, observe God's work of beauty. In this way, the senses will easily and naturally be, will naturally be controlled, and even the, enjoying the objects you will be reminded of God. If the outer senses are held in check, and if the mind be allowed to run after objects and, the attached, and be attached to them, our cycle of births and deaths will not come to an end. With Vivek discrimination as our charioteer, we will control the mind and shall not allow the senses to go astray. With such a charioteer, we shall we reach the Vishnu Pada, the final abode, our real home, from where there is no return. Bow to Sri Sai, peace be to all. Sri Satchitananda, Sadguru, Sainath, Maharaj, Ki Jai.